If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick! Oh, that's right. We changed the music again. So that must mean it's another special show. That's right. And based on the music, I guess you can imagine it's our New Year's special. Yes, it is. And uh, as part of all our specials, everything's going to be mostly related to the uh, uh, holiday itself. So today's uh, 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 topic, Noel is resolution that's right everyone does them or a lot of people do (laughs) they'll do them yeah i saw some stats that said uh only about uh 49 percent of the people in america do resolutions all right which isn't that many i always assumed everyone at least thought they'd do them yeah i I don't i don't do them never no i'll at times in the year maybe try to do things right but i i make a point almost (laughs) I'm, i'm stubborn like that you are and but I'm with you on that one. I feel like anytime you do something like that, it's you're just setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. You know, the idea that I'm going to do this. I mean, I get it. It's the first day of the new year, sure, why not? But to make a big announcement, like make your resolutions and be like, "Yeah, I'm doing this." You're guaranteed that within I think and we all know within a couple weeks. It's <laughs> fucking done. <laughs> yep. Um but uh, New Year's, does it bring any memories back to you? Uh, yeah, I have uh, one great New Year's story. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So when I was in high school in Toronto, the New Year's location of choice was to go to Quebec City. And as many kids as could possibly go would take uh, trips for a few days to Quebec City. What about Quebec City made it the place to go? Uh, well, it was... Fairly cheap, mm-hmm. uh, and even though in in Ontario there was five years of high school at the time, and uh, the drinking age was only nineteen, it was only eighteen in Quebec, which all they cared if you could reach that bar with money in your hand, you could be a, a toddler, and they would serve uh-huh. you. So as many kids from Toronto would go up there, right? Uh, so we went up there one time, and <laughs> my buddy Graham and I. On New Year's Eve, we uh, got separated from the rest of our friends. I think the place they went to was really crowded, and we were just like, ah, we don't want to deal with it right now. And so we ended up in a pizza place, like a pizza restaurant. And we ended up sitting with this guy who was just buying pitcher after pitcher of beer. And the only English he knew, (laughs) (laughs) he knew, Happy New Year. Uh Uh-huh. And do you swim? Which I, I'm sure he thought it meant something totally different than uh, it does, because he would just be like, "Do you swim?" <laughs> and he just over and over, like he's saying the filthiest, craziest thing in the world, and he just keeps sh- shouting, "Happy New Year! Do you swim?" <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And did, would you guys look at him and go, yeah, we swim? 
<laughs> did it ever did it ever lead to anything? You it was just he didn't care. He no, just say, but you know what? We started screwing with him, and so uh-huh. we'd, we'd be like, because he would also repeat whatever we would say, and so we'd be like, "Have a shitty one," and he'd be like, <laughs> "Yeah, shitty one," and <laughs> Happy New Year. Do you swim? <laughs> did he couch it in a question? Was it like, w- did he inflect? Like, was it like, do you swim? Or was it more like, Happy New Year, do you swim? Now it was like, do you swim? <laughs> <laughs> like, he was, I don't know what he thought it meant. Uh, like, I love French Canadians. <laughs> They're all crazy. <laughs> they really are. They're just nuts. There's a lot, yeah. I uh, I was reminded by uh, Josh, our, our, our former guest, mm-hmm. Josh Welber from uh, the Games episode. I was reminded by him. We've known each other for since high school basically and uh we actually went up to new year's eve in times square one year before uh pre 911 where it wasn't like the boxes of humanity like now they set up cages basically oh yeah, <clears throat> where, yeah, yeah. and it's all through from from beginning to end it's it's a series of squares set up by by uh those you know portable metal fences that the that the cops have and you are like sheep in in a in a uh, in a corral, and uh, so they keep a certain amount of people in there. Everyone is surrounded by cops. It's very. This was when it was a complete free for all, and you would just show up, and you would be in Times Square or some part of Times Square, and you would get robbed and or you know, possibly raped in some cases, and people were throwing up on you, and there was lots of booze and drugs and stuff like that. And the one thing that I I was specifically reminded of but that immediately came back to me when he said we had done it because i think i had blocked it out it was such a negative experience (laughs) overall but (laughs) but was at some point we were it it was over the ball had dropped we were probably about 20 blocks away we couldn't see anything and we were shuffling to the uh (laughs) to the train station and josh is a very slim guy always has been and was particularly skinny in high school and somehow he got sort of trapped between these two loud Greek women who were screaming at each other. And they ended up sort of squeezing him in as the, the thing. And he just got sort of pulled along between them, trapped <laughs> between them, <laughs> down to the thing. And he was like looking back at us, you know, caught between them, looking back at us, screaming like, help me, help me. There was nothing we could do. We had to meet up hours later downtown. But... uh <laughs> But yeah, that's that. That is honestly all I remember. It was me, him, and this guy Danny, and I remember we uh, we may have gotten stoned beforehand. Uh-huh. Maybe one of the reasons I don't remember it terribly well. And we were like, let's just do it. Why not? What the fuck? And this was like at you know ten thirty, eleven at night. We just went up there. Oof. The smells, no, the yeah. smells. Well, all those people have probably been there since like <clears throat> seven in the morning. The people up front. I think you know now we. Deb and I, and I just want to point out, you may hear a little voice chiming in. That's right. Uh, uh, my wife, Deb, is sitting in with us today. She's not an official guest, but she may chime in. She's welcome to chime in anytime she wants. Third voice is always nice. Hello. Oh, there you oh, go. So, so oh. mouse-like. Who are you trying to fool? Everybody. All those people in Dubai don't know who you are, obviously, huh? Um, <clears throat> but uh, we actually went up. And watched it from an office building a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, 
yeah, you had to be there by eight o'clock, the latest, and then it was completely shut off. But back mm-hmm. then, you just, you just, you could show up any time. So the people From on in the top of the building or inside the building? we were inside a building. We didn't. We were actually right on like Forty Fourth Street, but we had a terrible. We didn't have a great view of the ball itself just because of the angle of the dangle there. Yeah, we had to sort of stick our heads out the window to see anything, and it was particularly cold that day, so we didn't really do it. But when they dropped all the confetti, it was like a crazy uh, paper. And we saw Miley Cyrus perform. Did we did see, see the back of Miley Cyrus. No, we that's were a actually, side to see, I guess. Right, we were actually behind her. <laughs> well, she was wearing a full length coat of fur uh. this was pre-crazy miley cyrus this okay. was when she was still uh post uh M- hannah montana but pre the miley cyrus that we know and love today okay but uh yeah it's all closed off now 8 p.m if you're not in there by 8 p.m you're not getting in and uh and and yeah you don't have any place to pee although we did see someone get like we could see from the window someone had domino's pizza delivered to them in there, you actually saw the Domino's guy like pull up in his, you know, ubiquitous red into in. the pen. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like I took a picture of it because it was so funny. It's awesome. Yeah. In in his red and blue windbreaker, going in there. So I guess you can get food brought in. Sure. But you know, once you're in the corral, you can't go. You're holding that in for a while. Oh yeah, because there's no Johns or anything. Charmin usually there's a basement area that Charmin will often rent out around then. That's like around the holidays in general for public restroom. And it's sponsored by Charmin. But, you know, if you're in your corral, if you leave, you're gone. You have to leave. You oh, have yeah. To, you have to go. It was crazy the amount of security. Guns on the top. I mean, big SWAT, you know, those the vehicles that were brought over from, you know, uh, Iraq that are just painted black with SWAT slapped on it. I mean, you could, especially up where we were, we could see all the rooftops and snipers everywhere. It was a little creepy. Yeah, you know, I always imagine... That by midnight, right at the front there, it's all nothing but like families that came from Minnesota uh-huh. for, for the ball to drop and like couples that came from wherever that they're going to propose at midnight uh-huh. right in Times Square. <laughs> and by the end of the night, they've all wet their pants <laughs> <laughs> because there's nowhere to go and they're not giving up uh-huh. their good spot. That's right. That's probably it. You You pretty much nailed it. Yeah. I have to say, I went out to just go grab uh, uh, some air and walk around. I went downstairs to the lobby, and you couldn't actually get out because everyone was so jammed in the doorway that you couldn't get out of the doorway. It was so packed with people. I think a lot of people are there now because they want to try to kiss Jenny McCarthy because that's like her whole thing on the New Year's Rockin' Eve. When she goes out and starts she kissing goes out strangers? And she starts kissing strangers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like two or three people she'll give a big schmack on. We should go there and try to convince her that vaccines are a good idea. <laughs> she, you know, she's backtracked on that. Oh, she has? Well, they found good. out that her kid does not have autism. Okay. He's got another disease altogether that's not autism-related at all. All right. And so now she has done one of those, you know, uh, yeah, guess I was wrong. And and what caused it, what, whatever this thing is <clears throat> now, is it like just plain common sense? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's an actual disease that is, that is, I think it may be genetic. I honestly don't remember the specifics of it, but it was such a small thing, you know, like her, gee, I'm sorry, even though she was like at the forefront of the whole anti-vax. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, business, and now she has sort of pulled away from that and just been like, oh, "Guess I guess I was wrong. Yeah. Oh well, oh well." And then, and but she hasn't like you know, she doesn't. She's not like pushing it anymore. Yeah. But she's not like saying out there going, "I'm fucked up." Yeah, not at all. Okay, so like, no remorse. No, none whatsoever. Just a complete 
course change. Uh huh. All right. Yeah, personal course change. Well, right. take what you can get, I guess. Right. Who are, who are we to question her? Right. That's right. That's right. Um, but resolutions. Resolutions. No. Yeah. What are we going to talk about? What do you got? What do you, resolutions? It's a hard one. I was looking up. Uh huh. I'm just going to go into it. I looked up. You know, the top resolutions. Sure. All right. In America, and in most of Europe, where they do resolutions, which is not everywhere in Europe, but in the Western world, the top ten resolutions are almost all the same, except for one. Ireland, UK, Paris, Germany. Uh huh. One of the top ten resolutions is to cut down on drinking. Okay. And it is not one in the United States. Oh, really? Because we are teetotalers by nature but they're especially the irish and the british they're drunks Mm -hmm. like that's what they do that's their thing and so they all have like you know if you look up you know irish top 10 resolutions number three is always cut back on drinking but otherwise it's all the same they're all the same the top 10 are all the same and they're all really you know they're what you would think they would be. I mean, what does everyone want to do? They want to lose weight. They want to get fit. They want to quit smoking. They want to learn something new. Eat healthier. Get out of debt. Spend more time with the family. Travel to new places. Be less stressed. Volunteer. Blah, 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 blah. Whiny, whiny motherfuckers. I mean, I have to say, if you're feeling that this is something you want to do as a resolution, why don't you just start doing it earlier? Well, and and that's exactly my point about New Year's resolutions. I guess it makes, you know, if if you're not the type of person that ever would, Mm -hmm. at least it gives you a time to say, here's where I change for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Try this hat on for a week. Yeah. So, you know, when you look at that, you're like, okay, that's pretty good. Um, Most of those, uh, I I found a great uh, uh, stat website called uh, statisticbrain.com and they have a list of statistics mm-hmm. about New Year's Eve resolutions. So here's some stats for you. So I, I read off the top 10 and you can just go, uh, this one they have an, uh, an extra one which is uh, fall in love. But they're all in kind of the same vein. You know what I mean? Something help other, help others in their dreams, volunteer more. It's all kind of the same stuff. Uh, and so here we go. The length of resolutions they have here, they have percentages. Resolutions maintained through first week, 75%. Okay. Past two weeks, 71%. All right, still pretty good. Past one month, 64%. Uh, that's okay still. Past six months, 25%. All right. Wow. Well. So... You got to look that your resolution's got a six-month shelf life, right? Pretty much. Pretty much. So the question is, how do you extend that, right? What's the point of making these resolutions if you're not going to stick with them? And how are you going to make money off of these resolutions? Well, we've got a few ways. I think so. Yeah. I think the way you make money off of people's resolutions is by helping them keep their resolutions. Okay. All right. Right. How do you help them keep their resolutions? Uh, with an iron fist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and absolutely an iron fist. They're, you're absolutely right. And, and what is the psychological version of the iron fist? Um, 
Aversion therapy. Aversion therapy, okay. Okay. So now, aversion therapy, you've heard about it used for, you know, I'm sure a number of things. Primarily, it's been it's been uh, uh, brought out a lot in terms of uh, homosexuality. They use homosexual. They use it in the uh, Christian camps to cure people of homosexuality. Where and what it what aversion therapy is <clears throat> is well. Can I can I say what I think it is? Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. And see if I'm right. Uh huh. I it's you, you pay some sort of penalty if you do the act that you're trying to get away from. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, for homosexual therapy, I would think what are they electrocuting people? Well, electrocution in general, it doesn't have to be something specific to the act. Uh huh. You know what I mean? It's just about something that it, the idea is is that your reptilian brain, which I believe is the I'm going to be totally off here, but I think is the limbic system. That's your reptilian brain, right? That's your 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 most sort of base instinct. Yep. The way you sort of change habits, the theory is is by creating a verse anytime you do the thing that you don't want to do, negative reinforcement that then causes that part of the brain to re- make you not want to do it anymore. Okay. The desire is no longer there. So shocking is a classic one. Okay. That's a big one where so an example would be like, you know, I want to stop cursing. Every time I say fuck, someone's standing there with a cattle prod and hitting me with it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and the, th- the claim is that aversion therapy, like normal habit breaking, they say takes, I think, 60 days to break a habit and then another 30 days to create a new one. Okay. Right? If you were to just be like super like, hey, I'm going to think about this thing all the time and not do it and be completely aware. Aversion therapy, they claim, can do it in less than 30 days. And in some cases, depending on how intense the aversion therapy is, as little as 10 days. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So now, there, interestingly enough, is a Kickstarter campaign going on uh, with... A Fitbit-style wristband. Mm-hmm. Very stylish, attractive. What? I've seen this. Yeah. I've, I've seen this. It's called the Pavlock. Okay. And I don't know how they got locked, but its its intention is to be named after Pav- uh, Pavlov. Pavlov. Yeah. Sure. And it will uh, send a charge up to 340 volts. Oh, wow. <laughs> on your wrist uh, through the use of an app. So... And it will track anything. Some things you have to right now, you have to do yourself. Meaning like if you want to cut down on drinking, you have to actually get it into your thing that every time you take, you pour a drink, take a sip of that drink, you have to shock yourself. Shock yourself, shock yourself, shock yourself, right? That one's a little, a little squirrely for me. But, you know, in this modern age of, uh, of technology and, and social networking, I would imagine we're going to very soon start seeing, if not even this year, that in the top 10 is people saying, I want to stay off of Facebook. I want to use social social media sure. less. Yeah, and that thing could be a win. <clears throat> right, because there's an app you can get that will track your use of social media. It will t- for this, for the Pavlock, and it will, one of the things it can do, you can set up to track your use of social media. And if you are on it for 
a period of time that, you know, as you set it up, it will shock you. And the shocks will get progressively harder and harder as you continue using this thing. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you know, I, uh, they also do have, like, parental controls where you can only give access to certain things for so much time. And then you avoid all that pain. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, you know, in theory, if you're that addicted to it, you're going to, okay. you're going to, you know, just buy, you know, you're going to. Go, finally go fuck it and take the parental controls off. Well, since you you're made the, one the password, it. so you can. <laughs> right, well, exactly. I mean, you can take the Psylocke off your wrist, but I think there's a certain sort of uh, uh, uh what is it where you uh, uh, sort of uh, start to identify with your captors, kind of thing. Okay. What's that called? Uh, Munchausen syndrome. No, that's no, right. no that's, that's the other when one. you make up Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome. syndrome. Right. I was is thinking of uh, what's the thing with the where you fall in love with your nurse. Florence that, Nightingale syndrome or whatever. I believe we covered that in our porn episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, you know, that becomes like a Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Where, you know, you don't want to take it off because you you enjoy that. You, you don't actually have control over it anymore. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that's one way. I was thinking, though, but how are you going to make money with this? So I was looking up. Aversion therapists can make a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know, uh, teaching people to aver. And, uh, you know, they get paid upwards of $120 an hour. Okay. And if you are going to offer the sort of special seven-day break-the-habit aversion therapy, that means your therapist is going to have to be with you a lot. Yeah. Sitting there making you averse to whatever it is you're doing. So even if you give them a little cut rate, kind of deal. Say you knock off 25 bucks for the six, seven hours a day that you're with the person, keeping tabs on them, calling them up, Skyping with them, actually standing there and hitting them with a cattle prod, whatever your thing may be, Mm -hmm. pinching them, little Mm -hmm. tweak, you know, that comes out to $800 a day. Well, no more than that, almost $900 a day just for one person. Mm -hmm. You can mix a lot of people in there. You know, you can do groups. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, the, the... You'd have to around New Year's. Right, exactly. You can have large groups of people who don't want to eat yeah. anymore. You can just sit there with a club and just beat <laughs> them every beat time. Beat them over the head. They're like, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking you could become an aversion therapist, which is just basically become a therapist and then start doing aversion techniques. Okay. And uh, you become a millionaire pretty quickly. Yeah. And only do it in the, only do it at New Year's. Sure. No point in doing it any yeah, other time. Yeah, like a tax year. man. You only want to do it around tax season. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's that's a thought out there for you guys. Yeah. You know, uh, I had something that much less money that kind of touched on what you're talking about a little bit. Um, so I looked at a couple different ways to make money from resolutions. And my my first way, which isn't as lucrative, uh-huh. was to make money to keep to your resolutions. Mm-hmm. So I looked at different ways you could do that. And I found there's an app called Pact that you pledge money and every day you don't meet your goals or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, it penalizes you. <clears throat> I've heard but, of this. Yeah. And then when you do, you get some money back. But apparently it's almost no money. It's all about the pain of losing your money if you don't keep your thing. Which is a type of aversion therapy. Yeah, yeah for sure. sure is. There does need to be some reward when you do good with aversion therapy. Yeah, so the and, idea and it's of, very small. Right. Yeah. Um, and then... <laughs> 
They mm-hmm. also, uh, you can get paid to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. I found a website called moneypantry.com that shows a bunch of clinical trials you can sign up for that will pay you up to $2,000 to quit smoking. Uh, and then some workplaces will offer up to $800 to quit smoking. And there's a town in Scotland called Dundee mm-hmm. that pays quitters of smoking $25 a week. Wow. Yeah. Uh, for the rest of their lives? I don't know. I'm sure not for the rest of your life. That'd be great. That would be. An yeah. extra 25 bucks a week. I haven't smoked in 20 years now. Yeah. Wow, it's 20 years. Yeah. 20 years. They uh, owe you some money. Damn. Uh, Just call me Crocodile. So I'm other, moving to Dundee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other types of resolutions might be. You might want to get away from horrible crime activity that you're doing. Uh-huh. Uh, and <laughs> they've got the, the cash for guns. Uh, and in New York City, you can trade on, in up to three guns for two hundred bucks a piece. That's pretty good. Yeah. Although you probably paid way more for those guns. Uh, well, yeah. And, and you can unless also, it's an, a zip gun. Uh, w- yeah. I don't know if they'd give you full full fare for that one. I don't know. Guns is guns. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They um, want them. They're paying for them to get off the street. They're not paying for them to resell them. Or that's true. Like that. It's not like gazelles. So just trade in <laughs> stolen guns and zip guns. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Potato guns. <clears throat> Potato guns. Um, <laughs> And you also might want to, you know, just make a, a change of your life and quit your job because um, bad employees cost companies up to 50 grand a year. So Amazon and Zappos uh, offer $2,000 for people to quit. And, really? Yep. Yeah, and then there is a company called Riot Games that makes online games. Uh huh. And they will give you, within the first 60 days of getting hired, They'll give you ten percent of your annual annual salary up to twenty five thousand dollars to quit. Wow! So if you do all those things in the right situations, <laughs> you could make twenty eight point four grand for quitting. Just for just for keeping right. to your resolutions. That's pretty good, yeah. man. You know, it's, it's not rich money, no, buddy, but, but it's something. We have often, you know, a lot, some of our tips, especially recently, have been tips and just anything like that where it's about getting that seed money. Yeah. And part of getting rich is also about how do you make money by not doing anything really. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like how do you – it's passive income. How do you make that passive income? We talk about that a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. It's a very important money-making, getting rich thing. And this is a, a, a way of – Without having any money to sort of generate passive income. Yeah, and then you could probably just take that and buy lottery tickets, and uh, and then the millions are yours. Right, or, you know, go to bounty hunting school. Any number of things that we've discussed, you can use that as seed money for. Yeah. You know, it segs really nicely, though, in today's, uh, this week's uh, Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week. So maybe we should... Uh, yeah, yeah, that. we sure should. So every week we have a topic where we teach you how to make millions and millions of dollars uh but we also give you a little nugget of knowledge that will make you extra millions so if you only have a few minutes if you're in an elevator on the toilet waiting for a bus listen to the tip and and just cash in and then come back when you have a little more time yeah and this one again it's just like you said it's not going to make you a millionaire but Uh we're at that point of resolutions and a lot of people's resolution is find a new job find something that's going to make me happy Maybe this is what you're looking for. Okay. I've been called the ass of America. I've been called the body. But when you hear the word model, you think of 
you know, somebody who's 17 to 24 years old. I'm not that. My name is Maureen Gannon and I am a fit model in the apparel industry. You might ask yourself, why can't everything just be fit on a form? Fitting on one person makes it easier for companies to achieve that consistency in their fit. A lot of designers would come to me and ask me if I would be interested in working with them in-house because they liked the way the garments fit on me. They found me to be symmetrical. I was quote unquote perfectly short. I found out very quickly that I became the standard for one of the largest garment producers in the world. So my immediate reaction to that was, how can I make uh, one body into more than 40 or 50 hours a week? So it's the only stuff I could find on her, but she is a fit model. Okay. Not a fitness model. No. A fit model. Yeah, to fit clothes on. To fit clothes on. She is the standard for a size 8 in this country and around the world. All right. This woman, as a fit model... (laughs) Wait a second. For this country... And, and everywhere else in the world. And but, everywhere else but, in the world. Well, because initially I'm thinking to myself, oh, because I, 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 I was thinking like uh, she's, when you look at the companies that use her, yeah, it's Eddie Bauer, The Gap, Walmart, Target, uh, The North Face, um, uh, 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 uh pick your major clothing suppliers in this country. Okay. But then I realized, oh, wait. All over Europe, her first job was in Germany with a big uh, company called uh, something Lederhosen or Us. Because <laughs> <laughs> we always need a perfect eight yeah. for Lederhosen or Us, for especially in the bust. Yeah. Um, she's been doing this for years. She's clearly, I think she's probably in her late 30s, early 40s. She's had a couple kids. She's one of those sort of genetically weird people that was able to maintain her size. Apparently, she has a quarter of an inch she can play with. She can't be more than a quarter of an inch in any direction, or she's done. Okay, she's done, oh, yeah, baby. That's a career ender. But but she's had a couple kids. She's in her forties, and now the big fit models around the world, because every size has a fit model, and the big fit models. There is a company that is now licensing their bodies to make dress forms, or for you know forms. Neck to toe, full arm, full leg, based entire based on their bodies, where they do like laser sort of imaging of yeah. it, and they build these exact replicas of their body that they sell for I think close to a thousand dollars, and they're autographed by the fit model, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the fit model gets a piece of every one that's sold in their size. So this woman. So if you were just to leave and you were to become a fit model, mm-hmm. right? If you were said, man, you know, I've been told by many people that I'm a perfect 10. Okay. And I don't mean like I'm gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm a I'm size, size 10. 10. Yeah. And uh, you decide you want to become a fit model. You will start off at about $75 an hour. And you will, for each company you work for, you will spend about a week with them, an eight-hour day. Uh, you know, so you need to build a little bit. But if you get six, seven companies, and you're seeing them a couple times a quarter, which you would be because they have seasons, you know, you would be making a pretty penny just there. But then as you become more the standard for that company, your rate can go up to two, even $300 an hour. Oh, that's great. To do this. And if you really take off and you become the standard in the industry, 
you could be making thousands of dollars a day. Wow. To just be a size. You know, husband, I was almost a fit model. Oh, wow. <laughs> this wow, the truth comes model. out. These are the moments that yeah. Radio Free Brooklyn's all about, you guys. It's I, true. I, I did not you know did this. Not know How this. did this come about? I was looking for a job, a, a part-time job, mm-hmm. and I uh, back in ye olde days of mm-hmm. the Village Voice, there was an ad for Fit Model. Mm-hmm. And then you read it again and realized no, no, it meant no, fist? No, no, I didn't. No, <laughs> no, no. Because they, they gave the, the, the um, you know, all of the size and all of that so i said okay i'm gonna go and and i'm gonna check this out and i went to this uh this this building in the in the garment district which it like had this old elevator with an elevator operator that took me up there and this dark place with this man who came out like hunched over because he was covered in, in 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 fabric (laughs) <laughs> he was he had like fat like strings hanging off of himself and he measured me and i was perfect except for my rib cage oh you do have and a my broad rib cage rib cage was one i think one and a half inches too big for the size of i'm like i'll lose weight i'll lose weight and he's like no, no those are bones ribs. yeah those yeah. are bones yeah. well you can Cher did it yeah, but no, I could have that. I that could have been me. That could have been you. Could've Look, been you know, me. I've always thought you were very symmetrical. You have nice broad shoulders. They match with your hips. But it's it's. But the ribs, but you the have ribs. a broad rib cage. Yeah, I do. Yeah, we a lot of lungs. We talk about your rib cage yeah, a lot. I, know, I, know. <laughs> I was going to be a fit model, um, for pairs are us. <laughs> it's a classic men's pair wear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so fit modeling guys. For those of you that really feel like you're symmetrical, it's something to look at. And little did you know that back in the day when my wife was a young woman, uh, it was uh, Gollum. It didn't, it didn't pay $75 an hour well, at that point. Yeah, <laughs> but it was still probably a good chunk of change for standing there and just putting on clothes and having them mark it up yeah. on you. So there you go. That's our tip of the week for your resolution if you want to get a new job. This is for men and women, by the way. This yeah. is not if you are If you are in some kind of shape... They need to fit everybody. Yeah. You know, big and tall, double XL. Someone's wearing a double XL out there. I'm not saying me, but me, that, you know, they need to fit you. They need to get that size right. And the only way they can do it is by having you squirming around in that outfit. So fit model, guys. You know, I I was out with uh, Tom Tenney purveyor of Radio Free Brooklyn one time out in Bushwick. He sells Radio Free Bush- Bushwick? Uh, he, well, he runs. <laughs> uh, and uh, so we, we were at some place, and there was a woman there who had been there far too long, and all she would say over and over again was basically like, I'm a plus-size model. That's how I'm, I'm, I, that's how I make my living. I'm a plus-size model. And just like over and over, and finally we're just like, all right, we got to get out of here. <laughs> Did you try sitting on your lap? No. There was a bar I used to go to called the Blue and Gold in the East Village, which is still there. Mm-hmm. But it was an old Ukrainian dive bar, and I don't know how it is now. It was not a hipster bar, which I'm sure it kind of is now if it's still around. And there was an old, crazy Ukrainian woman who used to come in and for money for beer, she'd come in, she'd be all made up. She had a big beehive hairdo. She had to be in her 70s. And she would wear a, uh, a pullover, uh, uh, like, schmata jersey top 
and she would come up to a table and go, it's titty time! <laughs> and pull up the top and show everyone her enormously saggy boobs uh, yeah. that would go below the, the, the waist and, and ask, and then you were supposed uh. to tip her for titty time so she could go have a beer somewhere. How much money did you lose? I wouldn't call it losing. I got something for it. I got titty time. I always gave her money. If she came in in titty time, she got money from me. That's art. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to respect someone who's willing to go that far yeah, for a I, beer. I would bet that on a New Year's, at some point, she decided to make a resolution to quit <laughs> titty time. Uh, and uh, how would she make money off of doing something like that? At a quitting titty time? Or, or you know, resolutions in general. Yeah, well, um, so uh, along the lines, if aversion therapy is too... Uh, is too intense for you to be an aversion therapist. Maybe you're squeamish at hurting someone. Yeah. Or you 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 don't want to do the uh, takeaway reward business with them. You don't want to be like that to them. Hypnotherapy is another way to get people to possibly keep their resolution. Yeah, sure. You know, and... There are schools of hypnotherapy out there you can go to where you can learn how to hypnotize people. Yeah. And again, you can earn hypnotherapists. Now, there's, the beauty of hypnotherapy is you can do it from anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. There are people doing Skype hypnotherapy sessions now <laughs> like nobody's business. There's a woman. I actually know someone who was getting hypnotherapy from a woman in England. And I believe it was like two hundred or two hundred fifty dollars a session. Wow! And this woman was getting all this money sent over from the U.S. of A. Yeah, for their whatever they call that money in England. <laughs> whatever <laughs> they call that money, that garbage money in pounds. England. Whatever pounds, crimpets, scones, <laughs> pounds and crimpets. <laughs> um. And uh, you know hypnotherapy. So it's 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 you get in there, you s turn some switches in their heads, and you just turn it off. Yeah, yeah. Just turn it off, and you can muck around in there a little bit. You can also entertain yourself because you make them, you know, dance like a chicken. Sure, is a big one. Sure, as I recall from my college days, um, you can make them uh, 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 Manchurian Candidate out. Manchurian Candidate. You can make them think they're on fire. Yeah. And in incredible pain, and then take that away, but without actually having to hurt them. You know, something happened to me this week, which makes me think I would be an awesome hypnotherapist. Oh, yeah? What's yeah. that? So um, I was out walking around, and as you know, and people in New York know, it's not uncommon to see famous people here. Uh, but I was walking, and I looked, and I'm going to butcher this name. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I think that's uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. 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 Uh-huh. And then I was like, no, totally not her. And then about 20 minutes later, I was in a coffee shop. And guess who walked in the door? Maggie Gyllenhaal. Ma <laughs> Maggie Gyllenhaal, did you say? How do you spell it? <laughs> it's Gyllenhaal, it? but it's with a G. Okay. And it's Gyllenhaal, so Gyllenhaal. I don't understand. She's Jake Gyllenhaal's sister. Okay, I wouldn't be able to pronounce his name either. Right, though, okay, so it's not right. Like, well, I just thought maybe never put that right. together. <laughs> but I don't understand why she doesn't. If if she if her family pronounces Jesus J, okay. why it, why her name isn't Maggie 
Gyllenhaal. Because two G's. Yeah. Two G's together is hard. You were going to be a speech therapist, weren't you? Right? That was a thing you were going to do for a while there. Maybe. Well, it's <laughs> the same reason in New York you have Soho, right? Which is south of Houston. Uh-huh. Uh, it should be Sow-How. That's a good point. You know? Yeah, you're you're right. It should be Sow-How. But the U's aren't there. <coughs> Uh, they're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but the W's are. the. Si- it's a silent W. It's a U. It's, it's a silent south W. South of Houston are U's. <clears throat> right. South of Houston is how it should be pronounced. C-U-H-U. So it should be called Sow Hugh. Yeah. Well, it's named after a person, Houston, though. Not. Yeah. It's not just like we're so not going to say. Is it? Same yeah. guy? No. No. It's Houston's name after Sam Houston. Okay. All right. So anyway, so you saw Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And, and I think and I, I think my mental waves mm. called her in. Oh, you think you you summoned her? Yeah, because I actually Isn't have that... seen her in the city a couple times before, but in like all the time I've been in New York, I've maybe seen her two or three times. And I thought of her, and I saw her mm. twenty minutes later. Isn't that isn't that thinking? That's not that's not uh, that's law hypnoti- of attraction. That's not, well, it's, but it, isn't that uh, what is it when you you make something move? That's uh, telepathy. Not, yes, telepathy. Isn't that more telepathy it, than it, it just is? means my mind. Your makes mind the world around me the way I want it. Yes, we yeah. we discussed that actually. That came up yeah. in in uh, 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 with Frederick Young. Yeah, and not Young, but Young. Yeah, in uh, in our uh, lottery yeah, episode. We sure did. Yeah, as I recall, callback baby. I'm all over it. <laughs> I'm all over the callback. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess if you get into mind control, yeah, which that I'm, is, I'm deep in. <clears throat> yeah, that is that is another way to to uh, uh, certainly help people with resolutions. That's probably the easiest way. Oh sure, turn to them into a robot that does your <laughs> bidding and not their smoking and drinking. <laughs> but you could maybe be more beneficent, benef- benef- beneficent. Okay, and uh, be the guy who's like, yes, I have the power of mind control, but I don't use it to make you do. What I want you to do, I may I use it to make you do what you want. Yeah, to do. sure. <laughs> one for me, one for you. How about that? <laughs> you yeah. know, our resolution should both be to learn how to pronounce words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good resolution for us. Yeah, resolution. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I have um a a, a, a little bit of a related thing uh-huh. too. So I I looked at two <laughs> different angles on getting rich with resolutions, mm-hmm. right? So one was getting rich with your resolutions, keeping to your resolutions. And the other one was getting rich by helping others stick to their resolutions, right? Yep. So uh, I took a look, and uh, self-help gurus, it, it was like a list of the of the top ten. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the top one had made over $480 million or something like that. Uh, Would that be Tony Robbins? Uh, probably something like that, yeah. right? Uh, the, the, the problem is I went back to the website after I kind of like pieced together my idea. Mm-hmm. I went back to do my notes. The website crashed my browser. <laughs> so I wasn't able to get exactly... Why do you think that was? How much? Pardon? Why do you think the website crashed your browser? Too much information? Well, I, I think we're back to our our uh, ideas of symmetry, and, uh-huh. and there are no coincidences in this world. Right. Because, Illuminati. Uh, I, really, these guys, when I read about them, 
they they're really leveraging their sales skills mm-hmm. and their access to distribution networks to be able to get out to all these people and get all their money for whatever, you know? Right. Uh, so I figured how could how could we do that without any skills? <laughs> and <laughs> Or uh, connections. Without any skills, without any connections, uh-huh. without really getting off our couch, right? Right. Well, we uh, don't do anything. Without doing anything. Right. So I figured YouTube. So I looked up the top earning YouTube stars of uh, uh, 2015. Uh-huh. And uh, I can tell you this. The bottom 10, the the, the, the last one of, of the 10, made over $2 million. Yep. When I went back to that website <clears throat> to try to get the details for this, my browser crashed. Wow. So I figured, uh, yeah, someone's on to me, and they're uh-huh. trying to slam the doors sh- shut in my face, in your, the listeners' faces, ears. Um, so I figured I'm really on to something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really started to look into what we would do. So if you wanted to, uh, first of all, we'll just go over, if you wanted to be a YouTube star, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever looked at any of these YouTube stars. Some of them. But there's there's nothing special. No, right? they're just young. Yeah, but there is an article that just came out uh, from uh, Naomi Barron, mm-hmm. and she identified something called YouTube Voice. Oh, really? And all the top YouTube stars uh-huh. all speak with a certain cadence and diction that makes their language more appealing to people and more listenable uh they overstress their vowels so they'll say uh instead of saying exactly they'll be like exactly um and interesting they'll sneak extra vowels in between consonants so uh instead of saying trapping you'll say like tear-rapping and they will (laughs) uh make their vowels long so instead of saying five, they'll be like five. So it's all about the vowel control. Uh, it yeah yeah it really is a lot about the about the vowels. Uh, well and consonants they make long consonants so they'll be like uh, instead of saying like fascinatingly they'll mm-hmm. say fascinating. So what I want to ask this is because okay. I don't know uh, and I know you have despite your your the world of 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 uh, IT that you live in to a certain degree you are kind of uh, a luddite. And you don't pay much attention to things like YouTube content and and stuff like that. At least yeah. of, of YouTube stars, certainly. Sure. And, no. and one thing they all have in common is they're probably, for the most part, all under twenty five. Well, okay, so maybe <clears throat> this would be for younger users, but they no, could, no, no, there but, could be a quirky old grandma that they all want to watch, right? Or, you but know. what I'm saying about that, my only question is, is I'm getting the sense of sort of a mind control thing going mm-hmm. on here. But if you just listen. To a bunch of twenty-somethings talk, sure, they all just kind of sound like that. Yeah, and I wonder if maybe that is just the the sort of attraction to their own kind, as the lizard people that they are. It it, it might be just just a thought. I, just I could thought. impersonate a a kid. You could get myself but... a. <clears throat> wacky t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> there you go a whoa uh, wacky t-shirt yeah, a wacky t-shirt get one of those 
<clears throat> hats with a little propeller on it. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, why do I think that if Dr. Demento were on the air now? Because he did all that. Sure. He, he would not be nearly as popular as uh, he was back in his day. Well, you don't know that. Maybe he would. Maybe he is, I don't know, the driving force here. So I, <laughs> so I looked at, so this is what it takes to become a YouTube star. And really, uh-huh. that's about it. They're in front of, like, they're just using a <laughs> webcam, a lot of them. Uh-huh. They're sitting in a room with, like, garbage in the background. It's yep. not even like they cleaned a set or yep. put on special clothes. They're not doing anything. Yeah, the um, content makes us look like professionals. Yeah, so I also looked at what do you need to be a self-help guru that uh-huh. I could apply to my newfound YouTube diction skills. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and I found an article by Frederick Shelton uh-huh. uh, that says, okay, he breaks down what the top self-help guys all have. So they all have a plan that is numbered. And that number is more than one, but no more than 10 at the max. So it has to be an attainable number so Mm -hmm. someone can look at it and be like, yep, got it. Uh, You have to invent new jargon for the things that you're saying because you're really just giving the same advice people have given over and over for, you know, millennium. Uh, but you got to give a, a new jargon, uh, which comes into your next thing. You have to plagiarize something, uh, and <laughs> anything. And, well, and what I mean by plagiarize is is not necessarily plagiarize an idea, but you need to put a spin on whatever your thing is. Right, so uh, it can be I am teaching you the of ancient Japanese way to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. Or I am teaching you the uh, Merlin the Magician way to lose weight. And and that will affect your jargon that you give all these phrases that have been around forever. Gotcha. Uh, so by plagiarize, he really means give it a, uh, a, a through line. Yeah, that's right. what he says. And okay. I would have changed the words, but I figured... I should plagiarize it to be true to the spirit. Right, I got gotcha. you. Uh, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Um, and then the last tip that he gives that they all do is they cross-pollinate all their uh, ideas. So if I'm a self-help guru and you're a self-help guru, in my book, in my YouTube video, in whatever I'm doing, I'm going to put all sorts of references from your self-help studies and then i'm going to fill this all in and that'll help happen vice versa and the reason is is because you'll all kind of prop each other's ideas up and the people who really go for self-help stuff go to multiple people well and you referencing this other person Mm -hmm. is in their mind going to be more solid than any kind of science or facts you know, they will throw any kind of conventional wisdom away because I'm saying Tony Robbins once agreed with me about the ancient Japanese way to quit smoking. Gotcha. Uh, but he said it this way, but I'm saying it's no, you're the samurai. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so uh, that that's really all you need to do, guys. And you can make, as I said, if you're a, a lousy YouTube star, you can make up to $2 million. Uh, the top one, I think, was $25 million. And if you're a great self-help guy person uh you could make 480 million dollars uh but be aware 
There are forces on the internet that are trying to shut you down, and they will crash your browsers. They will. They will. I think they were crashing your browser because they didn't want you to... They know that we're going to give this out to the world. Well, we are self-help gurus. Right. You know? But we actually give you tools to help yourself, and in return, you tithe us. You we give don't, us 10% yeah, we of don't, whatever you make. We don't ask for the money up front. We ask it after you make it. Yeah. On that note, when you make all that money... What you going to do with it? You're going to spend that money. That's right. So this week, brought to you from Radio Free Brooklyn, we're going to give you spend that money. It's going to give you ideas of how to spend your money once you've made it. If you haven't made it, it gives you inspiration. Get off the couch. Get out there. Make some money. So brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Spend that money. The ultimate way to celebrate 2014? How about doing it twice? Private Fly is offering 15 people with $190,000 the opportunity to start their new year at a luxury bash at the Sydney Opera House, only to leave it at 1 a.m. and fly to L.A. to celebrate the turning of the new year on American soil, too. The Gulfstream G550 transporting the partiers has ensuite cabins, reclining chairs, and luxury bedrooms for those who want to recharge, and a state-of-the-art entertainment system for people who want to keep the party going. It's the first trip of its kind and just another sad reminder that even next year, the rich will still have more fun. Sydney to L.A.? Two New Year's is my friends. Yeah. You get back to L.A. by 8 p.m., you get off that plane, and you start partying you, you know what I think would be great if you could do? I don't know if you could. If you could take off from Sid Sydney at New Year's, at, right at midnight, mm -hmm. and travel <clears throat> at the speed of the rotation of the Earth, so you're in 24-hour constant New Year's, always right at the split of midnight, you would be sure after 24 hours... In to at least kiss someone, I'm guessing. In theory, wouldn't have <laughs> <laughs> they have There's to be on your so plane? There's so many people on the plane. Well, yeah. In you don't theory, want to be a on that plane. In theory, though, couldn't you just stay at perpetual midnight forever? Yeah, but but once you get around, you the, go to the, the next day. The date line, you go to the next yeah, day. So right. <clears throat> We could freeze time. That's right. You know, uh, we had so many great ideas here this week that were... Uh, really up against the wire, so we probably should jump right into uh, our rules, judging our schemes of getting rich through resolutions. <laughs> and, uh, so uh, uh, every week we scour the internet for rules of getting rich quick to judge our schemes by, and uh, this week, Josh, who do we have? Well, we're from one of the original rich people. Ten rules for success of Andrew. Of I'm sorry. Ten rules for success to get rich from Andrew Carnegie. Oh wow! Yeah, there Carnegie you go. Mellon. Yeah. So brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Let's see how we did. One. Define your purpose. Boom. If you're going to be a self-help guru, you have to define your purpose. We just spoke about it right That's here. That's right. Japanese way of quitting smoking. That's right. Click. Create an alliance with people who have what we do not. Once again, you're allied with other self-help gurus. That's right. Boom. Yeah, or I am just summoning Maggie Gyllenhaal right. from across the city you're making to the coffee shop. I'm you're in. making an alliance uh, with the person who's got the uh, cattle prod to keep you from uh, smoking an extra cigarette. That's right. Uh, make an extra effort. I think if you are having someone follow you around and cattle prodding you, you're making an extra effort. <laughs> sure are. <laughs> <laughs> the practice of application of faith, which if you're believing in any self-help guru, you're giving it up to God. You sure are. So we're four for four right now. We'll do uh, one more. Uh, one more. 
Uh, exert enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. We nailed this one. We brought the new year out with a billion-dollar bang. If you make a resolution, you want to keep it. You sure do. You sure do. So we are five for five. You are getting rich. You're getting mega rich. Our resolutions. So once again, uh, reach out to us. Contact us on Twitter. At uh, GRQ Josh Noel. Uh, email us at uh, GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. Uh, or get us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. Give us some ideas for shows. Give us some feedback about what you think about our pronunciation of of people and words yeah if you want to see uh, clips of my wife deborah trochet or see what she does with her life you can check out uh debbie trochet.com t-r-o-d-e-b-b-i-e-t-r-o-c-h-e.com okay uh and as always herschel underscore the underscore doxador <laughs> yeah on that's where all the good stuff is uh yeah so once again guys happy new year and don't spend all that knowledge in one place at the stroke of midnight on that great holiday gonna have a ball and that ain't all gonna chase the blues away i'll be bringing in a brand new year bringing in a brand new year gonna have a dance take a chance of romance while bringing in a brand new year